Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. Let's ride. If you don't get that, you gotta you gotta educate yourself. Great Russell Wilson video. I was really hoping that Pettit and Robert would laugh. That's and what I didn't. thought you were doing, but I wasn't entirely sure. <laughs> I mean, if you could see their reactions, they did nothing. Got nothing out of them. He built that up. He's like, <laughs> get ready for this. <laughs> I mean, that's just classic. We got JG here. And this is Pettit. And Robert. And we're back. It's been a little bit of a, a summer break. And football is just around the corner. And this episode... We are going to be going over, we're going to rank the position groups on offense. We're going to rank offense and what we think is the best going into the year. This is not what we think will be the best by the end of the year. This is just strictly right now what we think is the best. And before we get into that, though, I just want to say that I missed y'all. And this, I'm really excited to get going. I missed you too. I missed our listeners. I didn't miss any of this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Robert's too busy running all over the world like Forrest Gump. We have to say that. I wish I had that kind of endurance. <laughs> Forrest Gump just never stopped. Pretty That's, good. Yeah, he just kept running. Pretty um, good. Just like our podcast. Just keep on running, baby. <laughs> keep running. Okay, so do we just want to go ahead and hop in? Let's hop into, into it, baby. Why don't you give us the... The consensus is the group for that the group has on our on our position groups on the offense here. Yeah, so I'm gonna give um, I'm gonna give that, and then we might get a little debate going. Who knows? So we say uh, best to worst: running back, quarterback, tight end, receiver, O line. Yeah, I'd be very curious to hear what our listeners think about that uh, ranking. Because personally, I think I think it's pretty spot on. I think the quarterback is probably the most debatable. I think some people might put them below uh, tight end, but I do think O line is. Oh man, I'm. Pettit is I, very out. The O line is my most concerned position group on the team, and I think they could be. They have potential to be really, really bad. I don't think they have a very high ceiling. I think their ceiling is being at their peak is like being 12th in the league like for their position group so my thing to that though is roger saffold and quesenberry being gone and replacing those spots is gonna be that uh, roger saffold difficult. was great last year well and we still yeah. had a bad o-line year and he got he, hurt probably so he got hurt too. every 20th play <laughs> yeah, roger saffold would hold his shoulder and like and the guy's amazing I don't, I don't think he missed a game he missed a game. He missed a few games. I think the Jets. He game. he's an amazing run blocker. He I don't think he was quite as up to his standard in pass blocking. And he's 34 years old this year. And I was very surprised that the Bills signed him in free agency. How old is Whitworth? I Andrew mean, Whitworth. That I mean, is like a complete outlier. Mr. Iron Man of the NFL. Yeah. I'm just saying Saffold. I mean, Paul Adams came on our on our episode and said. Roger Saffold is the toughest dude in the team. Fair. I hear you. I just think that it makes sense why we moved on from him. I think no, we I, can get that production this year out of Aaron Brewer. Um, 
I'm not I'm not disagreeing on the, Jamarco if that was a correct decision or not. What I am saying is I don't think Aaron Brewer I think he it, yeah, I think he can be a solid alignment. I don't think he's going to pan out to be Roger yeah. Saffold. Roger Saffold would bench press linebackers and throw them out of the hole. And I don't think Aaron Brewer is going to do that. Yeah, I'm also so worried about Quisenberry was the one of the worst alignment in the league last year and we replaced him with his backup. So that's where I'm nervous. Yeah. So I yeah, am, I'm hopeful that Nicholas Petit Friere. I think he might actually beat out Radens in camp, which would which would be great. But even that, I'm like, yeah, how you have a rookie. I right really tackle. hope that that's a big improvement from Quisenberry. Because if it's not, then we're looking at him and Aaron Brewer that are just. So if Saffold gets hurt. I mean, there's. I mean, not Saffold. Lawan gets hurt. There's just if yeah. anybody gets you hurt, know Lawan's gonna have Lawan's gonna have his annual either riff with somebody in the media or like miss a game because. Of some dumb reason, I messed up. All right, yeah, it's my fault. he's gonna have I'll his apology, better. his public apology, and he's gonna swear off Twitter. He may actually have already he sworn already off did. Twitter. He's gonna come back on Twitter. Nope, and he's doing. It. He's off the whole. No, he's season. gonna come back on Twitter to apologize for whatever he, he does. Nope, it's, it's gonna be like he's he's staying off. I believe him. I'm predicting this, so you can have your own prediction. No, I know that's what I, I keep saying. That's what I'm saying back <laughs> to you. I'm predicting that he's gonna follow through with it. All right, I'm predicting that he does something dumb in like week five or six, like he does every year <laughs> in the beginning of the season, and he comes on and he just has a, an apology tweet. He says, "I'm focused on football now." <laughs> Sorry to break my social media <laughs> yeah, silence, but now it's off. You know, he just that's just who he is. He can't help himself. He can't stay away from from the drama. Um, <laughs> but I think we are all three in consensus that O line is the most concerning position group, probably on the team right now. Correct? Yeah. Not just on the offense. And yeah. the depth is even worse than the starting lineups. It's like who goes in after anyone yeah. gets hurt? Missing on Isaiah, also, if the ben, Isaiah Wilson and the Ra- it looks like we missed on the Dylan Radens pick. I don't know if Ben Jones we'll goes down. We'll see. What happens? I have no idea. Because Aaron Brewer now is a guard. Corey Levin. <laughs> so Corey Levin. There's just some some question marks I have on that position group. Yeah, but I would say I have. I feel like we have two offensive linemen who I feel very confident in being, you know, full time starters, and then a third who I'm pretty confident in, yeah. but not quite at their level. Is that Luan? Luan and Ben Jones. I'm like they are not bona fide starters on every NFL offensive line yeah. for the most part. Nate Davis is like, okay, he is a good to average offensive lineman who yeah. has mo- good moments but also had bad, has bad moments. Yeah. You're not going to, you know, go. he's not going to ever go to the Pro Bowl, but he won't lose you a game. Yeah. No complaints with him. And then you have two massive question marks. Like yes. Aaron Brewer. Giant and, question marks. And then right tackle. Which Aaron Brewer, I mean. Tougher than a $2 stake. I had to have less said. of a question mark on him than whoever our right tackle is because <laughs> – He's played before and he hasn't been very good. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're you didn't even have a question mark. You're you're yeah. saying he's just not. Good. It's just a negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could step his game up, but yeah, I'm, gotcha. I'm concerned about him the most. Okay, let's move on yep. to the fourth position group. Before we move on, though, give your prediction for the starting five. Week Offensive one. lineman. Yeah. Week one. Yeah, essentially, the just who's the right tackle? Because we know. <laughs> I, was about to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Um, I'm saying Raiders. I, I mean. I'm going to go with Nicholas Petit Freire. I'm going to go with Petit Freire as well. Um, I'm the Raidens guy. I'm kind of, last season, very anti Dylan Raidens, but I would love for him to make a big comeback in my. I would hope you'd be in my comeback. I would too. And I am concerned that already in week one of camp, 
they are giving NPF looks already on the offensive line. I mean, he's a, he looks like, like, like a beast. It was the first team, sorry. They gave him reps with the first team over Dylan Radins this week already. Which, in my mind, that's not a bad thing. If he is that good, then I'm all about it because – Oh, that's absolute, a good thing for NPF, but I'm saying that's not a great sign for Dylan yeah. Radins. But NPF, I'm like, his body type, he has the body type to be a really, really great tackle. And he was also the number one tackle in his class coming out of high school and a consensus five-star going to Ohio State. So, so you know, the pedigree, I'm, they talk about that. Are we turning into a – Petit Frere podcast? We might I be. I think we're rooting for him. We're, <laughs> Very we're well all, I'm all on board. I'm rooting for him. I mean, there's not there's no one on the team I'm not rooting for. There we go. We had we have to throw that out there. <laughs> all right, but wide receiver. Robert, we'll Except get to Des you Fitzpatrick. with Hill later. I'm, I'm pretty anti-Des <laughs> Fitzpatrick. Wide receiver is, I think, has a major potential to be a lot better than we, it is currently. Like, right now, I don't think we have a lot of faith in the entire position group. However, I think – Traylon Burks and Robert Woods are going to surprise a lot of people this year. I think they're going to be a lot better than people realize. And I'll say this, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown combined for 1,300 yards last year. NWI last year as our third receiver had 400 – no, he had 530 yards. And Julio Jones had 430 yards. So NWI had a better season last year than Julio Jones. So I actually see this as an upgrade in that number two wide receiver position because Julio was such a bust for us. Robert Brown no. says NWI is better than Julio. No. It is today. <laughs> NWI. Today. Also I would. I will say that. You know, I will. I will say that NWI. I would rather have him on the 2022 Titans than Julio Jones. NWI probably played half or double the games as Julio. Oh, and he's tougher, and he's a glue guy. Wait, I was. I was going the other way. NWI <laughs> played double the games as Julio, probably. That. You're making the point for me. I don't understand. That's a good thing for NWI. And he only had 100 more yards. 500. That's what I'm saying. But the best ability (laughs) is availability. (laughs) So playing twice the games is more important to me than playing half the games. Our 2021 September Would you rather a guy average 30 yards a game or a guy average 60 yards a game? If the guy (laughs) – well, okay, so just in a vacuum, the answer to that question, I'd rather have a guy could get 60 yards a game. But, but what's you also have ever? to add in the fact that the guy who played 60 yards a game plays less than half the games for me. Yeah. And doesn't want to block. Fair. And has a, the worst hamstrings on the planet. <laughs> Worse than mine. This hamstring guy. Yeah. So <laughs> I would still take NWI. Have we fired our hamstring guy? Do we yeah. know? All accounts are we got after our <laughs> podcast last year, we got a new hamstring coach for the Titans. Um, Traylon Burks. Looks great in camp. Finally, we have a first-round rookie who has come in and stolen the show in camp. I don't know the last. I mean, when's the last time we've had that? Corey Davis didn't really do that. I'm I'm about Adore to cry Jackson. thinking about the idea of having Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, and AJ Brown. <laughs> we wouldn't have. Well, we couldn't have gotten Traylon Burks without AJ, AJ, right? Yeah, we wouldn't have. Did we him. trade up for Traylon? Yeah, Burks? we basically yeah. traded. AJ for that pick because the rumor was the Packers. Still, doesn't it doesn't it make you hurt a little bit to think that they could maybe be on the same roster? Oh, it definitely still hurts. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a hard year. I'm AJ, not gonna lie, especially if AJ balls out and he keeps talking like this. I'm, I mean, I'm getting very sick of AJ's comments over there at the Eagles. I need to block yeah. him. I need to do it. It's just for my own mental health. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on the receivers is I agree with you that they're gonna be better than where we see them right now, but. 
Same thing with the O-line. Someone goes down. Uh, who replaces that? I mean, we're, we're going to have to Mason sign Mason Kinsey? Someone. I guess, but... Speaking of signing somebody, are we? why would we not sign Will Fuller? That is like a perfect compliment to our offense right because now. Because the best ability is availability? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. But Stand corrected. I actually... I really just said that for the joke because I would agree because I would want him. It does seem like he would be a really great yeah. player in addition to the team. Well, but maybe. And depth. Maybe we think Racy McMath and Kyle Phillips are going to be beasts. Um, they could they could contribute. If one of them steps up and becomes a bona fide number three wide receiver for us, that would move this position group higher in my mind, maybe even all the way up to number two. It would pass – the next position group, which we can talk about now, tight ends. We have them third on our tight on our offensive position groups. Um, I think they might have the highest ceiling. Or you're saying tight ends of expectations, at least because running back. I mean, the expectation is Derrick Henry could be yeah. the number one running back again. But I think in terms of like how much they could jump from how oh, from oh you're how saying bad they, they could improve the most upon expectations. Yeah, yeah. I think they have the highest ceiling in that terms. Yeah, Austin Hooper is really talented, and he got a raw deal over in Cleveland playing behind Njoku, and they had to throw the ball to Odell and then Jarvis Landry, and I, I think – and they ran the ball, you know, a ton with Chubb and – who's their other running back over there? Green Hunt. Green Hunt. I almost said Isaiah Crowell. He was <laughs> a Brown. Um, I think Austin Hooper – I'm with you. I think he's going to surprise some people, but I do have him – we do have him third on our position group list. My thing is I feel like people are – riding off Austin Hooper, the Austin Hooper that was in Atlanta, and the Austin Hooper that the Browns spent mm-hmm. money on because of his, because of that reason that you're saying where he was at the Browns and kind of just took a little bit of a back seat. I don't think they used him as well. So I don't either. The Browns I really the do Hawks think – yeah, I think the Browns didn't. Because he, I really do think that he could step up, and you, were, you, made, you made this comment earlier, he could turn into – I mean, maybe like a Delaney Walker. And know, people like be that main so target. At the guy. Falcons, he was there when they drafted that one guy. Uh, Hayden Hurst. I think Hayden so. Hurst. Sorry, I was thinking about who's that tight end? Kyle Pitts? Yeah. No. No, he had already he gone was to already Cleveland. In the oh. But I'm a big believer in franchise identity. Okay. The Titans, we've always been a run first football team who plays good defense, hard nosed, and tough. All right. The Ravens, they've always had a great, trash-talking, aggressive defense, right? Um, the Patriots, just their identity is like they're going to be well-coached. They cheat. They <laughs> push the envelope. That's right. Um, and you can kind of go down, and the best franchises tend to have, like, identities where, you know, every team, even though they have, they have different type of players, maybe different coaches, maybe even a different front office, they kind of have the same identity. All right, I'm getting somewhere with this. The Titans, to me, have always been at our best when we have an awesome tight end. Frank Wycheck. Frank Wycheck, Delaney Walker, all right? People forget. Algie Crumpler. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Johnny wait. Smith. Back up. People Those were forget. Our, Hold on. We were the number one the seed last year, and we are, we had our best season ever, arguably, Ooh, and we had rebuttal. our worst tight end group. I don't think we we lost. We don't. We did not have our best season ever. We lost to the Bengals. Record-wise, we had – the best record. Right. And let me make my point. We had the worst tight end group. Let me make my point, and then you can counter. Um, 
We are at our best as a franchise, and we love, we want to have a really good tight end. We want to throw the ball to the tight end. So I just think people are sleeping on Austin Hooper because Titans historically, the great teams have really, really good tight ends to throw the ball to. Sure, we had that that year last year as an outlier. All right. But, you know, I just think it's important for us to have a really good tight end as a franchise. And Chig Oconquo, the draft pick from Maryland, he could turn into like a Johnny Smith type to where we have our go-to normal Austin Hooper type tight end who's blocking a ton. And then Chig Oconquo is kind of a Johnny Smith Swiss Army knife. Put him at running back. Let him take it eight. At I'm, 80 I'm excited eight. about the tight end group. I think they, I am too. I think they could be pretty good. I hate Jeff Swaim still. Don't <laughs> don't you forget it. Let's move on. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill. We could go on for. Three you ever heard of him? Here. Yeah. Logan Woodside and Malik Willis. I said Logan Woodside before Malik Willis. I get it. wasn't trying to give a little depth chart preview, but we put it second because I mean we know about Tannehill. We know the complaints. No one's going to forget the three-interception game. But the fact of the matter is he's won us games when he's been our quarterback. And I think that also speaks to maybe some of the concerns we have at the other three position groups. Yes. More so than it does. Like Tannehill, we at least know in the regular season what he's going to bring to the table. He's going to give us a steady quarterback, probably above average play in the regular season. Nobody's maybe even really, really good play in the regular season. Nobody is arguing that at this in this podcast, all right? Now, if you want to talk the playoffs, I think we'd have some different conversations, but we're not talking playoffs. We're talking today, and so that's why they're at, at number two. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to watch Malik Willis play the entire second half of every preseason game this year. Yeah. I will be glued in and not miss a snap. Tannehill also putting quarterback at two. Tannehill has been very consistent since he's been a Titan, and in terms of – depth it's just like you know the o-line a big concern is and wide receivers if someone goes down who steps up with Tannehill, he has been healthy since he's been a titan and if he does go down we have malik so it's i think it's a very reasonable take yeah. to put him the quarterback group at two and i think we've always been concerned about that backup quarterback because it's always been logan woodside but now we have malik willis and you never know if we're gonna have to just throw him in a game and let him yeah i mean he might not be ready but he still has you know, higher crazy physical Woodside. talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that it? I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward at quarterback. Our Tannehill discussion can be for a later time. Yeah. But we'll see. So, and then the number one position, running back. Not I much mean, to cover there. Not much to cover there. I mean, And I will say, though, I love, love, love Dontrell Hilliard. I will, throughout the year, be rooting for Dontrell Hilliard to be a really solid third down back. And I also am excited about seeing what Hassan Haskins can can give. Because last year, Derrick Henry went down, the nightmare happened, and Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard stepped up when someone like Adrian Peterson couldn't. And so it's Gosh, just cool to have – Yeah, you forgot. You forget that. But I think Hassan Haskins, just a bruiser, he's going to maybe give a – crazy exciting run where he runs a dude over and Dontrell Hilliard will produce on third down. I'm still sad to see Foreman gone. Yeah. I think I would have liked to have seen him on the on the roster. Yeah. 
So, yeah, there's there's our list. Went from worst to best. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that ranking. Now, I think uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up, and we hope you enjoyed that position group ranking. Like Pettit said earlier uh, in the episode, we'd actually love to know what listeners think. So maybe uh, give us a shout out. I don't know. Twitter, Instagram, give us what you think our uh, position group ranking would be. Yeah, let's hear it. There's our Sam Edwards. Yeah, Sam Edwards. What do you think? There's our offensive position group rankings. And I'm JG. I'm Robert. I'm Pettit. Thank y'all. I was just a baby. My mama told me, son, always be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and